Hey everyone, you're listening to Basketball Bash. I'm your host, Miles, and my co-hosts for today's episode are my good friends, Peck and Clay. Right now, I just wanted to let everybody know that we're pacing at about one episode per week of content. Uh, It's a lot of fun putting it together, so if you are enjoying what you're listening to whenever you listen to our episodes, just know that you should be getting another episode in about a week. Uh, We usually publish on Friday, Saturday. This week we're publishing a little early just because our material is a little more time sensitive. I wanted to get it out there a little bit earlier, more relevant to what we were talking about. But um, speaking of that, what we talked about, if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode four, our last episode about Booker and some of my conspiracy theories, I just wanted to say my conspiracy theory from that episode turned out to be pretty valid. Uh, I thought the Jazz were resting basically all their starters as a little boost to the Spurs and I called that out the day that they said that uh, they were going to rest their players and then two days later I was scrolling through my news feed and I the Jazz had lost to the Spurs at that point and I saw a Yahoo Sports article and maybe a Bleacher Report article as well um, that said a couple teams in the playoff hunt were mad at the Jazz for basically giving the Spurs who are also in the playoff hunt a win. So I feel pretty validated in that. If you didn't hear that, go back to episode four, hear that take before anybody else got to it. So pretty proud of that. Anyway, hang on. Let's jump into this episode. All right, guys, thanks for jumping on the call to talk about uh, what's been most surprising about the bubble for the first couple of Season games. We don't need to talk about the scrimmage stuff like bowl bowl, but just okay. what's been happening the last little bit. Clay, did uh, did you have anything? I mean, that stood out that stood out to you lately. I think the I think the most obvious one is Phoenix. Honestly, um, oh yeah, they've been outstanding. Booker's looked fantastic. Um. Mikael Bridges has looked good. Um, Aiton's looked good. He had a really good game today. Um, I think like have they won twenty three ten four blocks and two steals. Are um, they four no now? I don't know. They won today and they beat us. I remember they beat out of the map. Uh, I don't. I think they've won every. Game. I don't think Phoenix has yeah, lost. They yeah. Uh, they've uh, they played really well. Booker's been unbelievable. Hello. Hey, Peck, are you there? Yeah, can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. Start with Booker and then say your thing again. Oh, I was just saying Booker's been unbelievable. I mean, he's just been hitting tough shots and just completely willing the Suns to every win, you know? He's been I awesome. I was texting Jed when they were – because I watched the uh, Mavericks-Suns game, most of it. And I was texting Jed. I was like, "Man, Lucas taking your boy out of the game," and he was mm-hmm. he was furious. He's like, "I hate Luca. He gets all these calls. It's like worse than LeBron." So I could see his point, but yeah. we'll have to have him on. You and Clay and uh, Jed can go at Luca and Booker debate, but that would be an interesting one. I. Uh... I I don't know. The foul baiting is easy because every start does it. It's just people yeah. focus on a couple, like a couple guys. Kobe did it. Dirk did it. 
Like it's it's not uncommon. It's a way to get like easy but like easy points. One thing that I noticed or that was brought to my attention by the wonderful news of the NBA today was uh did you guys see? I'm sure you have. The Wizards have lost so much that now the Hornets, who aren't even at the bubble, have a better record than them and moved yeah. up a spot in the standings <laughs> in the East. Yeah. I imagine the, the Hornets are not happy about that, honestly. Because <laughs> um, that just, they can't play and it just ruins their lot of, like, they, they moved, you know, they moved down a spot. I think that the right. Wizards are going to, they might drop two or three more spots. So. It's possible even if they keep losing. And it's like it's unfortunate because they you know barely fielded a team. Um, since they're missing so many guys. Yeah, well, I mean that's similar with Brooklyn too. But Brooklyn, I mean Brooklyn beat yeah. Milwaukee the other night. Brooklyn's actually played pretty well. Um and they had a list of all the players Katie, Kyrie, Lavert, Dinwiddie. I think and Joe Harris. It was like eight guys seven or eight guys and i was reading it like who who are they even playing you know and jamal crawford got hurt within like five minutes of his first game (laughs) like where are they finding these guys can like we just sign up are they taking guys from the ymca how is this working they have an open gym run um right outside the bubble and they're just picking guys up yeah, and then they go and smack Milwaukee. It was, I mean, it's kind of cool to see, right? A team that has honestly nothing to play for with guys that will 100% not be on the team next year. Maybe Jared Allen was the only one, but they come out and they play hard and they beat a good team, you know, and, and with no head coach. So it's kind of fun to see, even though these teams are not good, the teams that have been invited like Brooklyn and Phoenix still competing and still getting better. I think that's made this bubble. Fun. And they, I mean, they still are better than the delete eight, right? So it's like, we still do have like a better pool of basketball games to watch. I wonder yeah, how no much doubt. of that, that uh, Nets game was the Bucks underestimating them versus they actually, I don't know, you know, there had to be an element of that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, though, you still have to guard Giannis. I mean, whether he's playing 100%, whether he's playing 50%, he's tough, man. And that whole team, I mean, Milwaukee's trying to just get any sort of momentum headed into the playoffs. And granted, they can still coast in probably the first round, possibly the second. But, I mean, that still is a little disheartening to lose to a – a G League team like Brooklyn. So I wanted to. I, I'll have. I have one thing. I mean, I have a list of things, but I wanted to share this one. And then Peck, uh, I want to hear something that stood out for you. But for those of you listening, if you haven't seen the Larry Bird tomato, please Google <laughs> the Larry Bird tomato. <laughs> and I'm adding that because that was surprising. And it was during the bubble era. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a... the Larry Bird tomato will make a lot of money at the uh, Indiana State Fair. 
Was it like Stan Van Gundy came on and said it's disrespectful? But I don't see how. I don't know. It's just it. It's a tomato that really does look like Larry Bird. It just actually looks like me. So I don't. Yeah. Real quick. Speaking of Van Gundy, are are either of you two fans of Jeff Van Gundy? Do you like listening to him and Mark Jackson? I think he has uh, interesting insights sometimes, just because he doesn't really care what he says they, even if it's not like the popular yeah, thing to say uh, they, I think he's great they ramble too much for me I like I like Stan a lot better Stan's like an example of what commentators ought to be like, like that's I not think uh, we, the refs are going in favor of LeBron you know like no one else sure. is saying that yeah, it's it's refreshing to hear his takes, although sometimes off base. Um, but yeah, Stan Van Gundy has been awesome. I'm just really waiting for the double Van Gundy <laughs> game. I don't know. If like that's would, that's got to be coming. They would just like fight on the broadcast. What would yeah. you? Give, but give the you... people what they want. Double Van yeah, Gundy. What would you call that show if they had their own little bit, their own show for ESPN or something? TNT. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Fire? Not, no, they're both pretty fiery. The the Van Fundies. All right, for those of you listening, if you have a great idea, email us <laughs> your name, and we'll put it on the next episode at bballbashbros at gmail dot com. All right, Peck. What was uh, what was something that stood out to you? A surprise. Um, the first thing that I thought of was TJ Warren um, going for 53. That that was kind of fun to watch. And then, then I think the next game, I think he went for 34. 37. Or, yeah, and didn't miss a shot in the first half. Um, so he's been fun to watch. Kind of stinks. Phoenix, you know. Gave him away for pretty much nothing. They turned around and signed uh, Rubio and uh, Baines. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they traded Warren Cash. for a second round pick. They, they right? gave up a second and they oh, got yeah. cash room too. Right, right. The cash consideration. I think so, that was. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but I think that was relevant to the Rubio and uh, the Rubio signing at least. And he's been yeah because Rubio was Rubio was for sure going to Indiana and then it was like eleventh hour switched I guess because Indiana got Brogdon but um yeah T.J. Warren was fun um, Philadelphia's been disappointing I I mean I guess they've been disappointing all year but yeah, I there's think always a but if this with them you know. Yeah, it felt like they probably could have turned it around after the break. Ben Simmons was coming back, hopefully healthy, now not again. Um, they've been sort of disappointing, but their bench, like, I mean, their bench is just not good, right? And you look at Neto's playing, like, sort of significant minutes, and that's kind of concerning if you have – Championship aspirations in the East. I love Neto. uh, Kept Trey Burke. 
Yeah, Trey Burke. Is he playing? Is he playing for Dallas again? Right. Yeah. He's good at basketball. And then Dallas likes getting people a second time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I won't. We didn't really I won't get on the Trey Burke's before. good. Hmm? What was that, Clay? Oh, we didn't. We didn't really have a roster spot for him this summer. We weren't gonna like let JJ go, and we had a ton of guards on the roster. So, um, hey, all you, I'm saying, kinda... back on the back on the JJ Berea wagon, just real quick. <laughs> that last scrimmage game. I know we weren't gonna talk about scrimmages, but the last scrimmage game. You know, yeah. the Mavericks were down. They put in J.J. Barea. He and did Josh his Reeves thing. And Antonio yeah. Cleveland. <laughs> right. Hit some big shots. Had some great passes. Basically brought them back. Yeah. Where did they go to overtime? And they won. Yeah. J.J. Barea. That's all I'm saying. Miles, do you have a fathead poster of J.J. Barea in your bedroom? Uh, he's on the, uh, the top half of my fridge, and it is life-size, so... Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It would be a very small fat head poster, <laughs> but it's 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 got to be hanging like on your on your closet door. You might be the biggest Berea fan I know. <laughs> um, the the third I was gonna say one more thing. The third thing that surprised me about the bubble, and I know you will probably both agree with this, is just that the level of play has been a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it's it's been really fun. Outside of the first couple of games, there were a lot of fouls, I felt like. Yeah. But maybe that was more like the games I watched. But outside of that, I agree. Like, really, really fun. People are playing with energy. Um, we're not watching trashy teams just get blown out. Like, the games are pretty competitive. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. What about you, Miles? What is uh, what's been your surprise? Uh, so I've said a few of them, but I think we should mention the Nuggets and their diamonds in the rough big men. You know, definitely. Uh, Porter Junior. He's just he's the guy on the picture of every highlight video for the Nuggets right now, like every game highlight, it's always yeah. the other team's star player and Michael Porter Jr. So, you know, they kind of had been talking about him, waiting for him to get healthy, and it just kind of seems like he just started playing, and now he's just super good, you know. He didn't really have, like, a rev-up time. He's just playing at a really high level for them and helping them out. So that's it's pretty fun, pretty good for them. Yeah, Denver's had the luxury the last few years of just drafting projects a little bit, right? Because they, it seemed like in the last few years they've had a 1,000 power forwards on their roster. So picking up Porter, a guy who was injured coming out of college, I thought was a good move. I think he had a high ceiling for where they were picking. And then same with Bol Bol too. Another guy that got injured his freshman year of, of college. Uh, and then they stole him in the second round. And then you see what these guys are doing now. Um, yeah, it, it's fun to watch these guys that were just slept on make a name for themselves, you know? I feel like if Bol Bol's 
I don't even want him to get thicker. Like 10, 15, 20 years ago I would have, but not now. I just want him to be like slightly faster. You know, like if you I feel like if he was just like a little bit quicker, he would just be really good. And he's like I'm not saying he's slow, especially not for his size. Like he keeps up and gets where he needs to go. But I just feel like he he has a good shot. He's super long for defense. Rebounding. You see that clip where he got like eight rebounds in a row and finally put it in. Anyway, so I just feel just like jumping he's over guys quicker. He he would really be a fast break, or getting somebody on a shot fake threat. So I hope I hope he can figure that out and stay healthy and be kind of the you know he's part of this new wave of like seven footers that don't play in the post and are super good with yeah. guard skills. Kind of like I'm not saying he's going to be like Giannis, but Giannis is kind of of that mold too and. I know Clay sent me some clip of a kid in Greece or Italy. Oh, he's the next, next big thing. Yeah, he's for sure. He's like talk about him. Head. Talk about talk about him a little bit. I, I don't uh, know his name. His name's it's Alexei Pukashevsky. Uh, he's Serbian, but he's playing in the Greek uh, second division league, like Giannis was. His numbers are better than Giannis's were, and like by a decent amount, and um, like all across the board, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Um, He's younger than Giannis was at the time of the draft. Um, youngest player in the class. Like, I think if he were born like a week later, he wouldn't be eligible. Um, and he's just a freak of nature, man. He's seven foot, might be seven two now. Um, so, Clay, you're going to have to send me the link to that little clip yeah. that you sent me, and I'll put it in the description of this episode so everybody else can go watch it. It was yeah. It was crazy. When I was watching, I was like, this kid's – you know, a teenager, and I couldn't even do that move right now. And, it, and it's just for being a seven footer to have the ball handling and ball control that he does is it was really impressive. So yeah, he hopefully really he makes play. it to the league. He doesn't really play in the post because he's like seven foot one ninety, <laughs> but, but he moves. Like he moves like a wing. Today. He moves like a wing. He dribbles like a guard. Like he can run pick and rolls. He can pass. In those situations, he can shoot off movement and off the dribble. Um, he I mean, gets the new thing. insane amount of steals, blocks, and rebounds, um, which is always a really good sign as far as like projecting forwards goes. Um, like he he might he might be legit. Like he's gonna have to fill out a little bit, um, but he's also you know not nineteen until December twenty sixth. So yeah. Yeah, it's yeah but that's, to see that's... where basketball's going. It's totally different yeah. from where we, how we grew up playing. It's like, why did I ever, like, my move in high school was a was a hook shot, and it was unstoppable. But like, why? That wasn't going to translate. Yeah, but... yeah. Bigs with the uh, like ball skills are going to be like pretty much universal eventually. I would think. Um... Yeah, outside of like outside of like special defensive types like like guys like Gobert. Well, we we kind of went to like small ball for a minute, and I was I was as a tall person, I was a little concerned. I was like, "Are we gonna phase out big guys? You know, are we gonna phase out <laughs> tall people? And is is basketball gonna be an average sized person's game because it's just about three point shooting?" But you know, I think there will be 
a place for those guys just like there is now but it's it's fun to see like well okay you can be seven feet tall but that doesn't mean that you can't shoot or dribble it's just that no one really has yet but we're starting to see it the first wave so i think that's a lot of fun yeah the guys who like play big minutes are going to be guys who um can dribble pass and shoot or at least some of them to some extent um and can move well enough in space to guard um bigs and wings maybe some guards um that's going to be the demand and then like guys like uh guys like like Joakim Noah now he's like he's played some minutes for the Clippers and he's been pretty good um he was good in Memphis he can't really move like he used to um but he's just really smart he can pass a little bit um and so it, it doesn't matter that he's not like super mobile anymore um because like he can play, you know, he can give you like fifteen minutes a game or whatever, and you're not too worried about the the quickness issue or Boban or you know a number of other guys. Yeah. So they're not going to be like the main bigs anymore, but like they'll they'll have to play. All right, so I think that wraps up part one of our surprises for the bubble. I'm sure we will do another. Uh, episode with the same topic towards the end of bubble time before we get to the playoff series and then we can do it all for that too so thanks for jumping on guys that was a lot of fun yeah man all right good job yeah. it was fun free zion yeah, yeah. <laughs> hashtag free zion hashtag free zion hey everyone i hope you enjoyed that episode of basketball bash as always, you can reach us at bballbashbros at gmail.com with any questions that you would like us to discuss on the show or just any questions for us at all. Or if you have any feedback about the podcast, we'd love to hear from you at that email. We will be coming out with an episode weekly. That's what we've been able to do so far, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So be looking for the next episode next week. Catch you then.